0: So this podcast today is about suicide. It's the effect that suicide and suicidal ideation has had on me. Uh, thus, me, myself, and I. Over the next two weeks, though, I'm going to be talking about how suicide has affected me in other ways when other people have either attempted or committed suicide. Um, trigger warning. Today, we're going to be talking about suicide a lot. Welcome to Shattered the Podcast. Sharing the lived experience of mental illness on a father, a mother, a family. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Suicide, me, myself, and I. I had never really contemplated or thought about suicide before I had a mental illness. It was something that was talked about a lot in my home simply because we were Christians trying to figure out what was a sin and what was not. Suicide didn't affect us. We didn't know anybody that had attempted to take their lives, or if they had, we had no idea. Um, None of us made an attempt. None of us even assumed that anybody in our family would ever make an attempt to try and take their life. Mental illness in our home was just not. Disgust. It was just one of those things that it didn't affect us, so we didn't worry about it. You know, just one of those things. We didn't talk about tornadoes because they never affected us. We knew that they existed, we knew that they were around, we knew that they had an effect on people, but had nothing to do with us, so we could only ever speak about it in the abstract. Once I was injured, After I survived an assault, um, it was the straw that broke a camel's back. That's what a psychologist said. I had worked in an industry that was extremely violent for many years. I'd suffered many, many injuries. My body still carries a lot of scars, uh, quite literal scars, not figurative or emotional, like actual real scars on my body from this job. Bites, scratches, um, you know, uh, stabs, um, you name it. I've probably got a scar of it on my body somewhere. After the incident happened, suicide was all that I could think about. And it wasn't like I was, I'd wake up and I was, I was, you know what am I going to do today? Oh, I might go to the movies. I might uh, think about killing myself, and I might go pick up my wife and have lunch with her at work. It wasn't like that. It was: you wake up in the morning, you can't get out of bed. You need to kill yourself. You wake up in the morning, you get out of bed. You're sitting on the side of the bed, trying to get the energy to move forward. All you can think is, why get up? Because all you're going to do is kill yourself suicidal ideation was taking over everything about me. Uh, In many ways, it became almost an identity, um, just an internal one. I always lived like I was living on borrowed time. Nothing mattered because someday soon I was going to get to the point where I would kill myself. So I didn't think about the future, didn't think about the past, didn't think about anything. We now know that suicidal ideation is more than just a phase. We are, well, scientists, (laughs) are trying to figure out if it's an actual disorder in and of itself. Because i got to tell you, I could not escape the thought of trying to kill myself for five years. Now, how did I get to that point? First, I had a mental illness. Um before I was attacked, I'd shown signs of mental illness. I'd been depressed for what I now know to be dangerously long times, that I should have sought help, should have sought um, opportunities to find ways to better look after my mental health, but i didn't I didn't until it became a crisis. When the thoughts first came, I felt massive hopelessness. And as I said before, for me, depression actually hurts. It's, um, it's a weird thing to try and explain. I had a kid at a school the other day. He really nutted down into it. And he's like, you said it hurts. How does it hurt? Does it physically, do you feel a pain in your body? Like somebody pinches you and, I could only explain that it's the feeling of claustrophobia. Nothing's actually happening to you. Like I've been um, underground in caves where I've had to breathe in to scrape through rock ledges. hated every second of it. But in your mind, you're feeling like the entire earth above you, that's never moved in a thousand years is slowly crushing you. This is what my depression feels like. It feels like that claustrophobia it gets uh, I get anxious and it and it seems weird that you would get angry by being depressed, but that's how it worked for me a lot of the time. Now, the thing of it is, I can understand a hundred per cent why a person would choose to take their own life because i've been there and it wasn't just one answer fits all sometimes it was out of um hopelessness sometimes it was uh, the, i was contemplating because i thought i was hurting people around me sometimes i contemplated it just to make it all stop this utter sense of hopelessness that supersedes any kind of philosophy. Uh, I've been reading these French philosophers talking about suicide, and they're obviously dudes that have never suffered through significant suicidal ideation because they talk about it in such a weird way, analytical which I guess is their job. But when I read it, I don't hear experience or understanding. I hear assessment. This is what I've learned. But the one thing that they all agree on is this idea that there is no philosophy in a person's head when it comes time to take their own life. There is no way that you can talk to them you can convince them, you can argue them out of their pain. And that would make it seem like uh, it's completely futile. Why Why would we try and stop anybody from taking their own life when we, you know, we're, we're we're fighting an uphill battle? And honestly, that's why I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to you today to let you know that my mind was lying to me. It was only telling me half the picture. It was only telling me half the story. It was only letting me view life through my pain. I wasn't seeing reality. I wasn't seeing uh, uh, the 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 good that was in my life. All I could see was my pain and my life through that pain. That pain never ending. All sounds so simple, but I got to come back to the fact that my mind was lying to me. Now, when I said you can't talk philosophically about suicide, I mean it. You can't. Um, To somebody that is struggling, it means nothing. What does mean something is I love you and I don't want to go to your funeral. Now, I wouldn't advocate going out and saying it exactly like that. But that's probably the only thing that makes a person hang on, is this idea that there might be something better coming on. And for somebody that is struggling with suicidal ideation, the two tips that I've come a long way to find is, first is be patient you are going through the worst of the worst right now. Don't make any decisions while you're in the worst of the worst. You just can't. Makes no sense. You're not going to make a correct decision. Second part of that is be patient. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's going to suck later today. Yes, it might even suck tonight and tomorrow. But at some point, you are going to come out of this low point and I don't want you to make a decision at that low point, which is the worst time to make a decision. Because the bottom line is this, is suicide is such a waste. It's absolutely a waste. But the worst thing is, the worst thing is that the pain is not going to stop. You are not going to end the pain. By taking your own life. All you are going to do is transfer that pain to the people that are left behind. They are going to carry your pain for the rest of their lives. The guilt, the shame, the horror, the sadness. It's never going to go away for those people. Whether you feel it or not. It is never ever gonna go away for them. Hey next week we're gonna talk about suicide uh, me, myself and my mate who took his own life. Gonna talk about how that affected me. Um I've said it before, I will say it again. Please stay another day. And if you know somebody that is struggling, you aren't going to be able to argue them out of a decision to take their own life, but you can love them out of it. And that's what I hope you'll do. Be patient, be kind, be loving, be persistent, but let them know that they are important. They are important to you. Sometimes it is the best and only thing you can do. Hey, I want you to try now to have a great week. Let's beat suicide, eh? Why don't we try? Why don't we give it a try? Let's not be ashamed. Let's stop hiding it. Let's try. Let's try and beat suicide. Have a great week, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Shattered the Podcast. I'd like to thank our producer, Meredith Brosnan, our executive producer, Torian Lau, and the band Adelaide for allowing us to use their song as our theme. Go to shatteredthepodcast.com for more information.